Welcome to our school podcast for the Lancaster School District called School Buzz. The purpose of this podcast is just to get ideas from around the district, uh, from people and individuals who work for our district or parents or students. Today with, I have with me three teachers from our district. The ideas and opinions expressed are their own, not the official district approved message, and this is just a platform for the exchange of ideas. So um, I scheduled this podcast on why you became a teacher on a Friday after testing. Probably not going to get the most positive responses here, but um, <laughs> I'm sure you will all be very professional about this. Uh, I know that when I became a teacher, I thought I would do it for five years and then do something else. That was kind of my plan. And because everybody, everybody in my family was a teacher, I thought, I don't want to be a teacher too. I'm just going to try it for a little bit and I'm going to go be an actress or something else. And then once I got in the classroom, I was like, ooh, I really do like this job. This is a lot of fun. I like being with kids. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing why you guys went into teaching and why you stayed in teaching um, and what you like best about it. We know that in California, we have a lot of teachers that are about ready to retire. So we're looking for a lot of brand new teachers and that there are a lot of people that will get into the profession and only stay three or four years and think, ooh, this is, a this is tougher than I thought it was. I'm gonna go find something else. So we're, we're looking to inspire maybe some young people that wanna go into teaching that um, are thinking about this as a career. So I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys introduce yourself and tell where you're from. Amy Johnson, New Vista Middle School. I'm Marla Zahn, I'm from Desert View Elementary. Casey Forte from Westwind Elementary. And I specifically picked people that were have been teaching for a long time, people that are kind of in the middle of their career, and people just starting out. So um, Amy just started out. This is her first year as a teacher, although she had experience as a computer tech for us for several years. But um, Amy, why did you decide to become a teacher? Well, I started in the district as a para, and then I moved into computer tech, and honestly, because the teachers at Lincoln inspired me to do it. So here I am. I completed my degree while I was a computer tech, and this is my first year, and I'm loving it. Very good. Marla, how long have you been teaching for the district? Obviously, sitting here, they can't see us, That's but right. I am the <laughs> oldest one here. Yeah. Um, this is year 27. You are the not the oldest one here. I'll just okay, tell you that well, right. I'm the oldest of the teachers, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm 27 years teaching. And, uh, you know, this question's been asked often, you know, why become a teacher? I was one of those students who wanted to help out in the classroom. The teacher would ask me, will you help so-and-so um, with the directions? Will you help this person with what they're doing? And I liked it. It gave me joy. In my mind, there was never a time that I didn't think I was going to be a teacher. So I just kind of grew up knowing someday I'm going to be a teacher. If I wrote about it, I'm going to be a teacher someday. Oh, I am. So, there we go. Great. Um, I have been teaching for five years. It's Casey Forte. And um, I come from a long line of teachers. And so I just grew up always helping in classrooms and hearing about um, just their stories of their students that have been successful. Um, and that paired with my second grade teacher who just, she gave me the first opportunity to teach something that I knew. And I will forever remember that moment when I stood in front of my classroom and I shared just a little bit of information and watching them look at me and understand what I was saying, it just completely inspired me. And so I was kind of the same. I always wrote, I want to be a teacher when I grow up and I, this is exactly what I want to do. I always had that direct pathway. 
That's great. And you had a very specific teacher that kind of, besides your family, yes. motivated you to go into it. Yes. I had a fifth grade teacher that I just loved. And she was there at a time in my life when I needed an extra adult in my life. And um, I just have been thankful for her my entire life, which is probably why I wanted to teach upper elementary. I just like older kids. So um, one of the best things about teaching is when you can see students excited about learning. Can you describe one of those times you thought, oh, I, I hit this right. This is like the best thing I had done in a long time. I definitely, um, last year I moved up to third grade. I taught kindergarten for the first few years. And last year was the first year I really got to use technology in a really tangible way, not just typing or, you know, learning how to use the mouse. And towards the end of the year, I introduced Google Slides and I'm kind of apprehensive. I'm like, I don't know how we'll do. Um, and I kind of just launched it out and I shared a Google slide presentation I had made about an animal and I said, would you guys want to do this for yourselves? And they said, yes, do we get to research? And I said, well, yes, you do. <laughs> and do we get to write our own words? And I said, yes, you do. And they're like, and what about pictures? And like pictures and sounds and videos. And they were just so focused and so excited and um, watching them get to share that slide that their own presentation from the highest kid to the lowest kid they were so proud of all of their hard work and research and they were the expert on their animal and i just never uh, that was the first time where i really experienced technology bridged together with a bunch of other just disciplines and subjects and um, their confidence that was built through it was just really a beautiful thing that's wonderful you know when you look at teaching a number of years you see how the changes happen in a district and this is the only district I've been in and what you realize is that no matter what changes happen with what the curriculum is what you're using you got to hold on to those things that have the word creative attached to it regardless of what the curriculum is that's just a guide for you you've got your standards and when I started teaching we didn't even have like those clear-cut standards <laughs> either but you you knew what you needed to teach but if I found joy in how I was teaching it, then they had joy in it. And it's, it's like you put on a show for them, too. When you're excited, even if it's the one thing that you're like, oh, I'm so not looking forward to teaching this <laughs> lesson because it may not be your favorite. But if you put the show on for this is the best thing ever and you find the creative way to do it, not just what's scripted in a book not what's scripted and what you may think it needs to be, but get creative with it. And when you're talking about technology, having that opportunity to integrate. When I went to college, that was the big word, integration. Then it went away. Then it came back. <laughs> yes. Then it went away. Now it's coming back again and putting art into it. Oh my goodness. When I can put art into it and see the kids' faces light up, it's, it's exciting. So put on the show make it exciting, they'll get the excitement too. And Marla, what grade do you teach? I teach second grade. Second grade, so that ability when second graders get to be able to create something that you just see them light up about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, Amy, what's a time where you saw kids super excited about something? Well, being my first year, you know, <laughs> I've already realized that the book is not very fun. <laughs> so we've done also a lot of project-based Obviously, coming from technology background, I'm like, no, you're going to learn Google Slides. <laughs> so our first project, we did Google Slides, and they had a blast with it. They got to make it their own. They got to work by themselves or with partners with the group. They loved it. Um, actually, now we're doing more research because our theme is Greek mythology right now. So we're actually creating board games. And they're so excited because I told them that 
I'm going to display them at open house for their parents to see next week. And they're like, really? Okay. <laughs> so after testing, our afternoon is art, creating, and they're doing awesome. They love it. That's great. I, I was thinking about what Marla said about something you weren't super excited about teaching and I was a horrible PE teacher I just was <laughs> didn't like to go outside didn't like to run and I had a class one year that was totally into Harry Potter and so I broke them into groups and they got to design a Quidditch game and then we voted on which one we liked the best and then we went out and played the game and refined it well we had a Quidditch tournament on um, Halloween and the kids were so excited with the other sixth grade classrooms that the parents came. I'm like, we didn't invite the parents, but <laughs> they're here. So, but it was so exciting to see. They were so proud of this game that they had invented. I thought, gosh, I am a good PE teacher at this point <laughs> because they were having so much fun doing it. So I love that. Um, but teaching's not always easy. There's a lot of times where you go home and you're like, whoo, that was a tough day. Pick myself up and get back here next, next uh, day. But it's, it can be a real tough time. Can you tell us about a challenge that you experienced and what you learned from that experience? Um, I know for myself, um, behavior, um, especially in third grade, they're, they're just kind of becoming their own and they get a little bit bolder and um, behavior is a huge thing. So I used to kind of just go through, it was all in my head and I was thinking, oh my goodness, I can't deal with this or that was super disrespectful. But um, knowing that, um, there's always a reason why they're that way or they feel like they need to act out. And so taking the time um, to really connect with them has been really essential in my classroom. I have like a Monday morning meeting and I talk to each and every student in my classroom and ask them, how was your weekend and what's going on and what do I need to know? What is your goal for this week? And then I check in on Friday and I say, how did your week go? Did you meet that goal? How could we make those changes? And um, I noticed that my level of frustration dips down when we take that one-on-one -on -one personal time. Um, and they just feel like, okay, I can trust my teacher because she does care and I truly do care. Um, because once we can kind of clear out all of the other things that are going on, they get to focus and just be a third grader in my classroom and not have to worry about everything else that's going on. Um, so while behavior is huge still, um, that definitely has helped me be able to manage it better um, and help them manage better. I actually am gonna to touch on something connected to you. It is still on my wall. When Casey first started, she was at Desert View, and I was working with her, and she called them EGRs, yes. Extra Grace Required. Oh, and so I wrote that on a little post-it, because that's where we were <laughs> in the classroom, and I'm like, let me grab a post-it. That post-it is still on my wall right oh, next to my phone, EGRs. And yes. it's like that Extra Grace Required, because like you said, you don't know what's going on in their home life. But if you take that extra time, to listen to them, to let them vent. Sometimes they need to vent, and I, I've got to take it back. Like this year, it's a tough year, mm -hmm. I will say. Okay, they may not be yelling at me. Let's right. let them vent. They need to vent. Yeah. Just let them vent, and then take a breath and say, okay, now let's go ahead and sit down and talk about it. Mm -hmm. What can we do to turn this around? And I remember you. Oh, I do. I do. So that's wonderful. I love that extra grace required. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because there are times that I need extra yes. grace. You know, when I'm making mm -hmm. the superintendent crazy, she's like, "Okay, <laughs> we all need it. We all need it at times." So for me in sixth grade, I think it's not going to be easy. They're at that age where they want to fight back. 
for me this year, building the relationships with my students has been a big plus. Yes, we have our bad days because they are sixth graders and they like to argue with you and other students, even in the class. Um, for example, today I had a couple students. One came to me and said, Mrs. Johnson, I need to go outside. We're going to fight. And I said, no, we're going to make smart choices. You're going to relax. We're going to get through this. We got through the day. She said, can I go to the counselor? I sent her to the counselor. She came back in the afternoon. She said, thank you, Mrs. Johnson. I was like, oh, you're so very welcome. My door is always open. Right. They're in there at lunch. You know what I mean? I'm always there to talk because they don't have it. Some of them don't have it at home. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you first go into teaching, you think you're going to teach reading. You're going to teach math. You're going to teach <laughs> so much more. So much more. And, and that social emotional component, yeah. if you don't focus on it and make it part of what you are doing every day and when you are planning lessons, thinking about those social emotional <clears throat> component, you're not going to get very far because our, they're, they are children. We need to think about their whole being, not just how well they read, but how they get along and how they make friends and how they express themselves. And teaching is way more than just, here's the book and we're going to practice our ABCs. Way more. Yeah. And one of the things that, talking about that you got that right away back, that that student recognized and said thank you. A lot of times in teaching, we don't get that thank you. We don't know. You never know what impact you're going to have until years later. And and it's, I might be jumping ahead, I can't remember what your questions were, but thinking <laughs> in, in terms of, you know, why, why continue when it's so difficult some days? Mm -hmm. What keeps you going? And I, it's knowing after years and years that some kids, they come back, they remember you, they reach out in some ways. I, my first year of teaching, one student I remember him so clearly. <laughs> I didn't even have him that long, but it was at least 16 years after I had him. He found my husband on Facebook, saw the last name Zahn, and asked if he was related to me. And that's how he reached out to me. And then we, we corresponded back and forth. And I had no clue that I had such an impact on his life until 16 years later when he reached out to me. He and, did not have a good good experiences, but I'm so glad that I was part of a good experience for it. him. That's right, yeah, and that, and you're right, because a lot of times in the moment you're thinking, this kid's making me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm gonna get through the week with this child. And then, you know, 10 years later they come back and like, you really helped me and you listened to me. And, and just that, taking that extra bath and not, you know, letting your frustration show with that child and just knowing that I had a little guy once that was extremely hyperactive and just, he would lose his homework every night and that was when my kids were in the same class and so he would call me every night, Mrs. Cooksey, what's my homework again? Oh my gosh, I wrote this down for you, I can't find my book. I just, now we're good friends on Facebook and I think, oh, you know, he's a successful man, I'm so proud of him and you have that connection to your kids because you, we really do love our kids. Um, we, we do, and even though they're, they can make us crazy sometimes, we, we, we want them to be successful and, and be well in their lives. Let me see, what was my next question? So, when we're looking for new teachers, what advice would we give to people considering this profession? Well, what could we say you need to think about before you come in? Don't try to do it alone. I, and, and I say that, 
really listening to myself so many times you want to try I, I could do this I, I'm good I can do this and I've supported so many teachers over the years this has been a year where it's humbling I needed to get that support from other people and it's hard to ask for that support no matter where you are in your stage of teaching don't do it alone ask for help get collaboration is amazing I'm so glad that we have the opportunities but it's more than just collaboration it's having somebody that you can vet with yes and just listen to yeah I think for me um, what was helpful starting out and teaching was just being flexible um, just knowing that nothing is gonna go as planned um, you have to be willing to kind of change <coughs> things up and move around and um, again like Marla was saying, um, the collaboration part and asking for help and finding that balance between, I, I, I just truly believe teachers are superheroes and we know we can do it all, but um, we can't sometimes and, and being okay with saying, I, I don't know what I'm doing, I need a little bit of help and seeking out the person that can best help you in that area. Um, and knowing that there's a lot of support around teachers. Um, it's, it sounds dismal sometimes, but there is so much support built in, you just have to ask for it mm -hmm. um, and reach out for it. As a first year teacher, I would say, ask for help. <laughs> it really does help, even if you're hesitant, because you think you can do it all by yourself. You can't. I, you know, I have a great sixth grade team. I've talked to seventh grade teachers, eighth grade teachers. They're all there to help. And I would also say, make sure you have a behavior management, classroom management yes. piece somewhat under your belt before you go in, because it's not easy. And in middle school, you need to build relationships with those students. Yeah, and I think as a, a walking in brand new first grade, first year teacher, that seeing those <coughs> classroom procedures and practices in place is just something you just cannot do without. You can't jump in and right. just start teaching without putting those procedures in place. And I love how you said you, you had a great collaboration with your team. That was something I found as a teacher so satisfying. They always had a team that I could work with. And even before the word PLC, I should have invented this, PLC <laughs> was we would sit and we would plan together and we'd plan out our year. And I just had such great people that I worked with that I didn't have to do it alone. And as a brand new teacher, I could say, hey, how are you handling this? When I first started, I had a classroom that um, we had two classrooms in and no wall. And so I was very young, and I'm like, oh, we're going to team together, right? And she's like, no. <laughs> no, we're not. And so we put up bookshelves between the two classrooms, and I remember struggling with children to get them to behave, and I would watch Mrs. McNary. I would watch her, and I'd go, oh, that worked. Let me try that. And what a gift that was as a brand-new teacher to be able to watch an experienced teacher. So I think just being able to watch each other and observe each other, not like to evaluate, but just to gain ideas from each other, I think is so valuable and just helps us improve our practice. So valuable. Yeah. So um, that was the end of our podcast, ladies. You're going to go home and get ready for Easter, I know. Uh, we do want to give a community shout out to Timothy Hayes, Financial Advisors. Timothy Hayes comes out every year at the end of school and gives a $100 bill to the child that has been the most improved during graduation at every school. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's just, awesome. and he's done it for years. Wow. And we just, we wanna give him a shout out because we think that's wonderful and our kids just are over the moon because they're, and it's not our straight A top kid, it's the kid that's made the most improvement or made the most growth. So we wanna honor him for them. 
Uh, so we were talking about why teach, and we hope we inspired somebody else to go into teaching. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud or the district website, and eventually I'm going to figure out how to put it on iTunes. Um, our theme for the next episode is the importance of school attendance, and I'm going to have Terrence Zeno and Nurse Stephanie on the podcast, so hopefully you'll tune in for that. Thank you. Thank you.